Hi there. Thanks for listening to the Curiosity for Better Learning podcast, where we talk with educators, researchers, and thought leaders about top of mind topics in the K-12 education space. We hope you take away evidence-backed insights from cutting-edge research, practical ideas you can try in the classroom today, and questions that inspire your own exploration to learn more, awakening your professional curiosity. Previously on the Curiosity for Better Learning podcast, Carrie and I met with former teacher, current award-winning author, and educational consultant, Cheryl Abla. This is the second and final part of our episode, What's in it for me? Engaging students in their learning. Enjoy. And that actually leads me to a follow-up question, if you don't mind me taking up your space, Dallas. <laughs> you know, you'd mentioned all the new teachers. And so are there any experiences from your past, either um, successes or challenges that you would want new teachers listening to this podcast to take away after hearing this episode? I think number one would be you've got to have fun. I mean, you have got to create it. It's your home away from home. And if it helps you to bring in some plastic trees or something to make it feel good and, you know, and make a little star, Starbucks reading corner um, area that, that brings you joy or a certain, you know, decoration or quote on the wall, then create it, create that environment. And um Think about your lesson always from the lens of, of the student sitting there. What are you know? What do they feel, smell, see when they walk in the classroom? And and then as you craft those lessons, are they are they enjoying? Are they leaning in? Are they interested? Are they asking more questions? Then it's almost like a you know, you've reached it. It's like, ah, oh, it's just kind of, it's the best feeling in the whole world when you can, you can feel that. And you're happy because it's going on. You've created great questions to push their thinking and, and they go there. And um, I just think that having fun, you've got to make it a joyful place in order to, you know, reach the student and, and make you want to come back each day and your students. So you want, you want them to be as excited as you are to come in. So um, just preparing and, and like I said, looking at it through the eyes of the students. Yeah. I love the plastic trees and the home away from home. I was then thinking about the classroom (laughs) I used to be in and how each one would be um, catered to the individual teacher. So that was a cool way to get to know them, too. Yeah. I, I have a quick facile. I got to say this. Absolutely. I was, I was put out in a mobile. I taught fifth and sixth grade. So I was the only person in our big school that taught grade two grade levels, fifth and sixth grade put out in a mobile because we, our school was too big. So I was the only one out in a mobile and at first so brokenhearted, I'm like, Oh, there's no bathroom in it. We're going to have to go back. And, you know, of course I thought of all the bad things, of course. Yeah. But (laughs) what we did was we made one side of this, um, mobile, uh, really like a Starbucks area parents brought in. I had the best parents in the whole wide world. I feel like every year I taught, I just families were, were it, but they brought in rugs. They brought in, um, 
awesome furniture. They brought in um, those plastic trees we talked about. (laughs) (laughs) We had a water dispenser, so it had hot and cold water, so we didn't have to go in the building. And and then they brought their little mugs, and we I always had hot chocolate. So in the morning, (laughs) you know, just get started, and and it was a stinky, nasty mobile. I mean, there were so many dead mice as I started cleaning in that mobile. So I'm just like, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> <laughs> those kids would tell you to this day, it was the best thing ever. We loved being outside. We we had green screens everywhere. And, and then on the other side of the mobile, it was the more academic. They were in groups for collaboration. It was really where we did the meat of the learning. And then on the other side, we had more of the, the reading conversations, morning meeting time, coming together. Um, and re- we did a lot of iMovies and things like that. So it worked out beautifully. And uh, the kids to this day will just tell you how much they loved being out there. <laughs> so yeah, just turning, you know, turning something into a better place than what <laughs> maybe what it initially started with. No, is. that sounds so awesome and sounds like so much fun. That's one of those experiences that I would take with me for life. Cause when I think about the teachers that I want to contact after this and say, like, you had such an impact on, like, my life now. Um, It really did start with that fun aspect that got me engaged and got me thinking about beyond the classroom. Like, how do I use this in my life? So, yeah. And I didn't think of the community aspect that parents were bringing things in. I always thought of how I would purchase my school supplies or my school classroom decorations, but make use of that network. That is an amazing idea. Yeah, absolutely. And just to ask, I always, and another thing I always tell new teachers, and if it's someone that hasn't been there (laughs) or someone that's taught forever, and maybe they just don't do it, but that first week or two of school, even if you teach several sections, just make a quick phone call home of a positive. It's just, just something that they know you have their child's back. And just, I just wanted to say, I just, your child's a delight to have in the classroom. They ask the best questions or they, they always um, help other, whatever it might be, whatever grade level. And because then if you have to make a hard phone call home, or if you have to ask for lemon drops or something for your classroom, they know that you truly care and are doing the very best for their child. So it's such a great way at the beginning. I always say, take those first two weeks and just call, you know, depending on what grade you teach, call five a day or whatever and, um, and get them all called because it starts day one. And uh, yes. yeah. Yeah. And they will, they will do just about anything for you. (laughs) Bring things up on a trailer, you know, just, just to help. I even had a mom bring a router one day and we were, we were teaching, we had, didn't have good Wi-Fi out there and that mobile. Of course. Yeah. And one of the girls had called, um, I have had a twin boy and girl, but the girl had called her mom and she worked at a, a place. And she's, so the mom called me and she's like, do you really want me to bring a router? <laughs> oh, no, 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 we're good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we're like, and we need to get on that internet. So <laughs> yeah, right. That's awesome. We will. They're there. So that one more question for you. Um, when you think about really good student engagement, 
what tips would you suggest for others to get there? And I think this is kind of a repeat of what we asked you earlier, but yeah, what would those tips look like? Um, I, I would say once again, <clears throat> find relevance when we're, when, and, and you may have to do a little research. When will I divide fractions, you know, and help them start with that. We're, we're paying attention. We're, we're in this um, because this is where you're going to apply it and when you'll apply it and then trying to make it bring in what you can to make it relevant because you want to see application of learning because then you know they've got it. So if we're doing a lot with, I'm going to go with math and we're measuring lots and we're doing, you know, learning all about measuring and things like that, then let's, let's craft, maybe we're going to craft a bridge or maybe we're going to, we're going to craft a, a bench right outside, you know, our classroom or we've got to understand the whole piece why we're learning you know about measuring and why it's important and where would we use this in different careers um so i would say really starting with you know what what do you want them to be able to do as a result of your teaching today and really you're preparing for learning i mean you're not really just teaching but you're you're really creating lessons to help them really learn the content. And you kind of have to do that little shift to, um, to get to that point and making it relevant. And like I said, engaging and having lots of talk in the classroom. And even though that's a, a little shift, it's still really powerful. Right. So I think that's a great takeaway from all of this. Sure, sure. People will be curious to learn more about this and contact you. So what's the best way to do that? I think the best way would be um, on Twitter. And my handle is first name, Cheryl, last name, Abla, all lowercase. Or you can email me at cabla at mcrell.org. So either one of those would be great. I would love to hear from you. And and one of my favorite things to do is somebody says, I'm getting ready to teach this. It's so boring. Do you have any ideas? (laughs) I love helping them craft an interesting, engaging lesson from their content. So please reach out. Thanks for joining us. And for those of you who are listening in, thanks for joining the discussion. If today's topic has sparked your curiosity and you want to learn more, visit mccrell.org slash podcast. There you'll find links to all of our full length episodes, as well as free related resources like white papers, guides, infographics, and more to help you use these strategies and insights to accomplish your own classroom goals for the year. Thank you for all that you do. Until next time, stay curious.